That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. What are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. And Music. We are just getting started. Finally, a podcast about things you actually care about. Hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes, that's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. Hello. The show has begun. It's another week. Hey. And uh, we're here. We're live. We are on the Dean Blundell Network. It is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Hello, Chris. What's going on over there, man? Hey, buddy. Busy. What's Doing happening? really good. Happening. Uh, lots of, uh, getting lots of gigs, trying to keep my comic books up to date. Lots of drawing stuff. It's fun, man. Life. It's good. It's getting back to normal, which I really one enjoy. Of, one of your protégés... Uh, or somebody had reached out to us from indie comics or something and wants to come on the show. And they got a whole section of uh, indie, indie comic people and they had reached out to us about coming on. So uh, stoked for you about that. That's going to be a comic mania. I'll do that in a minute once we introduce our guest here. But uh, last season uh, we had uh, a gentleman on the show that is part of the Dean Blundell network with us as well. He's got a great pod uh, called the talking buds podcast right there but they're talking leafs and all the rest of it post game uh plus they've got uh, a a pop culture one as well and i believe they do some basketball yeah i think wow. rob or you know something like that they got a whole bunch of different ones in there so uh welcome back to the show rob furnish how are you buddy Football, football. Hey, it's football. It's football. That's yes. right. Because no right. one likes basketball. Let's remember that. Uh, no one likes basketball. It's just, it's all the kids on my street. Yes, and you know what? My uh, my wife loves it. It, but it's just it's not my area of expertise. Gentlemen, thank you for having me on again. Hey, buddy. Good to see. Good you. to see you, man. Uh, good to see you. It's uh, well, I I love to play the basketball. And if they would change some things up, I'd watch it all the time. But right now, I just need to watch the last four minutes of every game to get what I need. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Because that's when everyone goes, oh, man, we're down by 107 points. Let's try for a minute. Yeah. That's I'm in my time. driveway with the I'm in my driveway with the, the tunes going and the orange ball. I'm just trying to do tricks out there while drinking beer. Instead, all the kids nice. are shooting baskets, and I'm out there doing, doing all these tricks. You know, how many times I can smack the orange ball, bring it around, kick with my foot. The more uh, beer you drink, the better you probably get at the tricks. The looser I get. That's the BMX bike out, buddy, and I start reliving that. And my neighbor's like, whoa, that was a close one, Chris. I'm like, wait, next one. Uh, Rob, you're, you've launched the new season now. I mean, obviously, we'll get into all the things that we're talking about. Uh, NHL kicked off tonight. My hockey pool mm. kicked off tonight. Very exciting. But um, uh, anyways, tell us, uh, tell and the listener and everyone watching uh, who you are, what's going on with the, your universe, because you're building a little universe there. Of building stuff a little podcast guys- universe. But yeah. yes, the Talking Buds podcast, uh, we've now changed the name to the Talking Buds Leaf Show, because we're starting nice. bringing a whole Talking Buds network and such together. Um, mm-hmm. 
is this is our fourth year doing it. Uh, it's my brother and I. We really love doing it. We uh, we pride ourselves on being the no BS Leafs podcast. Two guys. The vibe that we really go for is two guys sitting around the bar having a beer, talking hockey. And if if you're looking for a podcast that's like very numbers heavy and analytics heavy, I don't think we'll be the one for you. If you're looking for two guys who are really passionate about the team and watch every game and just basically. Um, Passionate Maple Leaf discussion, and we don't mince words. That's the best way to put it. We're very direct in our analysis of this hockey team. Do you have any insiders? Uh, or is it just the two of you? Like, No, you we've know, been having rip- people on from time to time. We started having guests on last year. Um, you know, it's just been sort of a work in progress. When we first started, we were very sort of minimal technology-wise. And over the years, we sort of added more and more to it. And now we've got our full studio space here in my basement. That's where we do all the episodes. And yeah, we're, we're really sort of branching out like that, especially being a part of Dean's Network now gives us access to so many great people like yourselves to collaborate with. And um, yeah, so look out for that this year too, definitely. And Dean wants you on the show. It'll be a good year for the Leafs. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you, Chris. I. I. I really like their team. I really like their team. I think they're. I think this is going to be. I mean, as we all know, as diehard Leaf fans, once you get to that first round, I think it's 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 a bit of a crapshoot. But um, looking at their team on paper and and what I saw in the preseason so far, I I really like their team. Yeah, I noticed Marner had four hits in the last game, which I think is an whole last season he's really he's really bulked up it looks like and it's funny because a lot of people uh you hear well you know they, didn't, they needed to get needed to get that well who cares about that those are little the the genius running the team needs to fit but matthews is going to be way better Marner's going to be way better you know what i mean these two guys are going to be beasts this year i i'm like matthews is just going to destroy he's as i think as that mentioned that uh Lee fans should cherish every moment that they see uh, Austin Matthews in a Leaf jersey and plays. He's, yes, sir. He is he's fantastic. Already, he's already the greatest Maple Leaf of all time, in my opinion. And if he can Ooh. stay healthy, Ooh. I think he can. If he That's can stay healthy, I think he's. I think he can hit sixty-five goals this year. I really can. I think you yeah. know he's. He's only getting better. He's yeah. had it. You know, there's there's a certain segment of of the fan base th- that gets on him about maybe his his. Um, his style choices and the way he sort of dresses and carries himself off the ice. But I, I really liked what I've seen from him since camp opened. He, he has this confidence and this air about him this year. Like when he's speaking to the media and stuff that, that you haven't really had before. And I, and I think you have to remember, like when they come into the league, these are kids, these are like kids in their Mm -hmm. early twenties and you're thrust into the spotlight of the most intense, hockey market on the planet and doing what he did last year, winning the heart trophy and scoring 60. I think like he's coming in this year and I, the sky's the limit for him. He's got to stay healthy though. Yeah, definitely. It was remember his first game against Ottawa five goals. It was just yep. like, pew, even he, you could see, even he, you could read his mouth on, on the, what the fuck? Like what the heck yeah. man? Like it's just from that game what on it, it, and and, and a lot of players, you know, that big, it's like, okay, what are you going to do? I'm going to score five goals. Ah, oh, cool. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But it's, yep. it, but just the fact that I think he is just going to – and then he's going to go on to – I don't know where he'll be, but highest uh, paid player, like, oh, ever. Oh, for sure. I can, um, go ahead. I could see him re-signing. 
I could see him resign. You know, I could too. I've, Bieber, Bieber I've been up and down about this, and dude, exactly. <laughs> I've been I've been up and down about this, um, whether Willie or Woni, and I, I think he will. I think mm-hmm. you know he I, he seems to really like playing here. When you're a guy like him and you like the spotlight, like this is this is where the spotlight is, man. Like I, I know you can go to other other markets in in the league. Like you know, people have speculated like an LA or something like that. But like, if you want to be at the center of the hockey world, you're in it, pal. You're mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I do have to ask you though, as controversial as that, that, uh, that statement that you made was greatest leaf of all time, based on what he's Ooh. done or greatest leaf of all time, based on what you think he's going to do, or just the most exciting best player they've ever had. Cause that is covering a lot of shit, man. To say that go, statement, to say that I'm going to go with option D all <laughs> of the above. I think all he, of the above, all of the above. I think he, he, he is, he's, he's the, the, there's never been maybe Dougie in his, in his prime. There has never been a Maple Leaf who is just on the level that he is on. Like he's, he's, he's arguably the greatest hockey player. And I know you look at um, 97 in Edmonton as well. Um, he's, he's a top three greatest player in the world today. He's the Hart Trophy winner last year, MVP of the league. And, like, it's just he he can, when the puck is on his stick, more often than not, as you guys know, um, sports betting is everywhere in mm. this country right now. You can't turn on the TV without seeing some sort of betting commercial. The Matthews yeah. goal hits just about every night. More often than not, you're going to hit on making that bet wherever you choose to lay down your sports gambling um, picks. I, I just, yeah. I can't, Ryan and I joke all the time that if he leaves, the podcast is over. We're not doing it anymore because I can't, <laughs> even the games where he, the games in the past like five years or so that he's been here where he's been hurt and he's not playing. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, I can't watch this. This is not the same. It's not the same. Right. What about the, yeah. uh, so then let's talk about the core. Is this still the core four? Well, I mean, I think I would throw Nylander in there as well. I think you got to. It, it, these are the guys who all make the most money. Um, yeah, I would say so. I, I, I would four, say right? it's still the core. Yeah. Yeah. I would say they are still the core. Um, Matthews and Marner are definitely the two straws that stir the drink. And then Riley is definitely their number one defenseman. And then Tavares, mm-hmm. you know, John Tavares is such an interesting um, conversation topic because he's a guy that, that is really polarizing. You know, if, if you look at the, the numbers, on paper, he's a point of game player mm-hmm. and he, he's, he's everything you want in, in your second line centerman. But when you're a second line centerman is making $11 million and you're a team that is so cap strapped, like cap friendly published um, all the um, financials for all the teams yesterday, the Toronto Maple Leafs after LTIR have $4 remaining. The Canucks, on won. The Canucks won that. By that, that was yeah, crazy. That, crazy. The Canucks won that. How about that shit? So, and I think that that's what makes Tavares so polarizing is he's Johnny. We all love him. He's the first guy to come home. We wanted like that. Man, I remember, I'll never forget that day. Like when, when it was like John Tavares is signing with the Leafs and just freaking out and being like, Oh my God, he's actually doing it. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, too. when you're a team that's so cap strapped and your, your second line centerman is making $11 million and, and John Tavares is not someone who I would describe fleet of foot is not, a term I would use to describe John Tavares. I think it's 
Mm-hmm. It's people I think are sometimes are too hard on them, but at the same time, that price tag comes with a heavy, heavy expectation. But you know what, man? I, I the price tag side of it is it's just business now, though. Yep. It's like trying to buy a house right now. There's no deals. You can't even move the moose right. jaw Saskatchewan and get a deal. Like, yep. like I'm just saying, it, it's yeah. there's no. That's the market, and that, I don't think that that's John's fault. Even when Luongo had the shit deal out here in Vancouver, he's like, my deal is shit. They can't move me. That that's like him sitting at home and the agent going, it's eighty million. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I'm making eighty million. Half the time, I don't think the, the players don't. You know. Don't care. And and that's where I want to talk about these four for a minute. And a question for the two of you, but this because you're in the market. I'm out of the market now. I, I try to pay attention as much as I can. But as polarizing as T- uh, Tavares is, who's the first one to go then of this group? Because to me, everyone's on the, on the, especially out here in Vancouver, everyone's on the, Matthews is gone. That guy is out of there the second he can no, get out of there. I'm Same yet. with McDavid's out of Edmonton. So. But Tavares, like, who's the first one of this group to go? And maybe Nylander, if you're throwing that in there, who's the first one to go out of these? Because I'm sure the emotional side of people are, like, loving Tavares being home, but it would also not discount him just bailing out and going as well. So I'm curious because they don't have a, you, they have a very small window now over the next couple of like years. The, like if there were a deal somebody? Or? I'm just saying what the deal, like Austin's, you know, they're going to be talking about his deal coming up pretty soon. They're not going to be able to keep everybody. Who is, mm-hmm. who do they make room for? They keep, they keep Matthews. They trade Nylander. They move like what, and this is a very broad statement and it's very early in the season, but it is absolutely going to be dominating mm-hmm. every sports show, which is going to be, where is, what are they going to do with Matthews and how are they going to keep him? Which means probably three people got to go. So what's going to happen here? You guys are there. To keep them, you know what I mean. There's, there's been so many times where I'm like, how are they going to work this? Like, like before Saturday, when everyone went, they had four dollars. It was like, how the hell are they going to with all these, uh, with all the people they have on here? Um, I think it depends on what's going to happen this year. Like, mm-hmm. let's say they, like, let's just say, or they make it to the finals this year. That's going to determine things. As, um, but yeah, I, I think it all depends on what happens this year because they have a great team this year and all. The other thing on the side of that fact, not to change the subject, but is I think that a lot of the other teams have switched up a lot of players and they're getting teams. I don't think they have that that shin this year. Um, but I th- but when I, when I look, I think Morris um, would be the easiest one to count out because he's the oldest, right? Yeah, in terms of not um, resigning him, it, it's interesting because if you look at Matthew's deal coming up coincides with the first time the salary cap in the league is actually going to jump in quite some time. The salary cap has been stagnant because of the pandemic for several years. So if you look at, I was looking at their cap friendly earlier, Matthew's and Nylander's deals are up at the same time. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's Nylander's $6.9 million cap hit comes off the books the same time as well. So if Kyle Dubas is still here, which is a whole other story in and of itself, what's going yeah, on with the general manager is hey. wild to me, but <laughs> Matthews is still here. I think it's just, you sit down, you push the blank check across the table. You say, fill this out. Yeah. And once he does that, you start moving the pieces to make it work. And it's, it's yeah. that. I simple. totally agree. Yeah. Yep. You look at a, yeah, you look at a guy like Marner, I don't think they'd be eager to move Marner out, like, so, whatever. But listen, if they've got to sacrifice William Nylander 
and his salary that also comes off the book to pay Austin Matthews, I could totally see them doing that. You don't, you don't want a guy like Nylander to just walk for nothing. But there's if parody, no. yeah, there's, and there's so much parody and parody in the league now. Not not saying that Nylander is is replaceable, but yes, but if it means know, was, keeping Austin I, Matthews. I was watching the. I watched a little bit of Moneyball the other day, and they were doing that whole bit about what well, we lost. We lost Giambi, and we lost you know his batting average and all these things. And and Brad Pitt's character was like, "Well, then we're going to find three players to make it up." Hmm. Yeah. So if one guy's getting, if he's getting forty, four, let's just find three guys that can do fifteen goals. I know that sounds real dumb, like real dumbed down, but Nylander to me would be the one that would probably. Uh, have to go yep. in that scenario, and I, I don't. Oh. I, I'm not betting that Tavares is going to be around here for the whole thing either. Honestly, and the way no. the way this team is operated, like six point nine million dollars is a lot of money to this team. Like if you look at their their salary structure, like they've got tons of money tied up in four guys, and then you go down the list, it's three and a half million, two million, nine hundred fifty thousand, eight hundred forty thousand, seven hundred fifty. Like it's, Kerfoot's done soon what? too, right, buddy? And like Kerfoot, he's yep. done, isn't he? Like yep. three and a half. What, what's he? Kerfoot's three and a half, and this is the last year of his deal. Right. That, um, that's one, a lot of money right there. One thing Kyle Dubas has shown that he is extremely good at is he can he can search through the bargain bin better than anybody yeah. and and find guys and sign them to $750,000 deals, and they can come in and contribute. Like the, Michael Bunting is your oh. top-line winger, and he's I making $950,000. Yep. Dude, I yes. called him his dad like it was a trash man for Toronto growing up. That guy is, and I keep the yellow green color work. I keep getting the, the color wrong for whatever that is. Right. But his, he like, that's a working kid, buddy. I, when he came in, we got to find a, one things right. And re-show up. But yeah, yeah, man, I knew Bunting yeah. was going to be good. I was, and, and you're, saying, you're on now. Uh, that was a, probably first season. What preview. is he worth though? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's worth way more than that. What a steal, yeah. right? Yeah, he's your top line left winger. He plays with your two best players on your team, and he's making nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Last year, he was in his situation's a little weird because he's technically he technically was a rookie, even though he's way older than the rest of the rookies, and he was in the conversation for the freaking Calder Trophy last mm-hmm. year. Like, yeah, talk yeah. about a guy played who, on that that he played on that team candidate um, that just went yeah. and that was number one, and a lot of those players were underdog players like himself. And they just dug yes. down and played like animals, and they won the cup. And the goalie too was the time. I think so. I think so. It was crazy, right? And but I remember this ragtag team of Canadians was like, "Dude, these guys are going to do," it. and they did. And and I think yeah. that was one of the kind of mag- magnifying moments. Was like, "Wow, look at this kid play!" Right? Yeah, absolutely. It's there's so much parody in the league. It's so interesting to me. Like, and I, I, we'll get into. Um, like I was really happy for this guy, but you know, I'd build around this guy in a heartbeat, yeah. but oh, yeah. um, uh, he's my, I got one more leaf. He's, I, well, sure. Okay. I, I have a, a stat thing. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, Chris. Hey, um, so sit down now in the minors. Who, They're probably going to trade him. You know? Yeah. You know, man, I really think they need somebody in there that punch faces. And like he said, I, I usually can see, a difference in a team when they're in a rough game, they don't have that guy on the bench. They you usually it's like Marner start to be like, oh, who's got my back? Nobody does, right? So I'm just a little concerned about that. Rob, what do you think about that? I think 
I agree with you on Wayne Simmons, and this is something that I think Kyle Dubas has had to learn on the job. I think when he first took over, you know, he I don't think he was um, toughness and pushback and being difficult to play against is the term everyone likes to use is something right. that he really valued. And I think that as time has gone on and they've had these, these disappointments in the playoffs, he's learned like, Oh no, this is something that really matters. The problem with, with a Wayne Simmons, for instance, is his, he, he's been in the league a really long time. He's had an incredible career. He seems like the greatest guy in the world, but he can't, this is a team that skates and this is a team that plays fast and, and and Wayne Simmons can't, I don't know if he has the pace of play to keep up with the other guys in, in this roster. And right. the reason why a guy like Tom Wilson on Washington is, is such a unicorn is because Tom Wilson is arguably one of the toughest guys in the league, but Tom yeah. Wilson can also put the puck in the net. And, and, and that's really what you're, yeah, that's really what you're looking for. So, so they brought this guy in on a PTO called Zach Aston Reese, who I believe played for right. uh, uh, Pittsburgh last year. He's going to play on their fourth line. They signed him to a to a one year contract, eight hundred forty thousand dollars, and I think that's that's more the type of grid. Even a guy like Bunting, we were just talking about Bunting's a guy who'll go out there and mix it up with some some guys. And I think that's where the modern day quote unquote tough guy has gone and is going right. is, is yes. You need a guy in the lineup that is going to, is going to make the other team look over their shoulder, but that can't be his mm -hmm. only purpose. He needs to be able to, no. to score goals. He needs to be able to kill penalties. He needs to be able to like all that yeah. sort of thing. That's like, and, and how do you, how do you maintain a care or sorry, how do you maintain, how do you maintain a player throughout the season when you only need him for the playoffs? Like Patrick Maroon for Tampa Bay lightning, yeah. the guy sucked all season yeah. But in the playoffs, he's the one you want to line up against, right? Exactly, exactly. And so, listen, if they don't end up, the word is out that that they're looking to trade Simmons because I think, you know, he's had a long yeah. NHL career. He doesn't want to play in the minors. They like, just want to so help, I think, help I think, him out. It's like a Simmons-friendly deal for. Yes, yeah, yeah. They want to send him to a place where he's going to play in the league. But maybe, Florida. you know, as you get, if, <laughs> if he doesn't, if he doesn't, maybe as you get later into the season, you could look at inserting him into the lineup. But I think they look at this guy, Zach Aston Reese, mm -hmm. and are like, this is more the type of quote unquote tough guy we want to have in our lineup. Right. And then maybe maybe when you get to the playoffs, trade debt for somebody who yes. who you might be able to steal for it might be a game changer here and there. Yes. Good plan, man. So let me like ask it. you this. Let me ask you this to the two of you. Um well, myself yeah. included. I mean, being a fan, but um Mm -hmm. What's what's unacceptable? What is the only accepted out outcome that this year? And I and and I have to say this from someone living in the West, listening to radio here versus radio. And I get we get Merrick's feed here, so it's mm -hmm. fine. I, I I listen as much as possible. Obviously, everyone's like, if they don't make the Stanley Cup final, it's a complete yeah. wash. It's like the Jays going out on that that game, and everyone's like, they oh. should have at least made. Yeah, the ALCS or yeah, something. Oh, that's, that would have, yeah, that would have been acceptable. <laughs> okay, I think yeah, but, I think the least need question, to make to the what, end of their well, they got to make it to the game before the cup at least. If they don't don't make it to the end of the uh, was the conference final. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, they make it to the conference final. I'm just for sure. they don't make it to that. If they don't make it through two rounds, then I would say there's going to be a huge disappointment. Huge disappointment. See, if they can make it to three rounds, like personally, print. if they can make it to three rounds and it's like a Tough one there at the end. I, I'm cool with that. You know, you know like, something's got to be done. You know, and if they don't make the playoffs at all, obviously heads are going to roll. 
I got to go Stanley Cup final, man. I for, really? for me it's got to be Stanley Cup final and I'll tell you why. And it and it's not it's not the it's not the classic shit that we take as Leaf fans is like ah, ha, ha, you know and, and and everyone can't wait for them to go in the first round. Um but it's time for these guys to shut everyone up. And at some yeah. point to me as a fan, I can't defend them anymore. At least when we went to like with and I don't want to be nostalgic about the Gilmore era and all the rest of it, but those guys took them all the way and like all the way as far as they could absolutely do with nothing left to give. And then everyone was like, "That's it for those guys. They've given us every single thing that they can give us." Okay, blow it up. This team loses, and I feel like they. <laughs> I'm like. Where's the other level? This is the year for me where they've got to go to the Stanley Cup final. I'm sorry, man. I'm still recovering from the Boston thing. Uh, that th- has to be the Stanley Cup final this year. And then if they lose See, the Stanley Cup final, I'll, I'll, I'll handle it. But my bar is way lower than your guys. I think if well, they, I think if they win right. a single round, it'll be deemed a success. I think Kyle Dubas's yeah. entire job. When is the last? Can you guys ever remember a time in professional sports? where it's been public knowledge that the general manager's contract has not been renewed and is hinging on a first round playoff win. Now, I I don't necessarily believe that. I think if this team has the regular season that it's projected to have, which is over a hundred points, I could see them resigning, at least giving them one more year. But I think, the weight of the world is on these guys' shoulders to win a round. Mm -hmm. And I think once they win a round, everything after that from an internal perspective is gravy. Let me give you a different perspective then. Let me give you a different perspective then. If the Vancouver Canucks make the playoffs. Yep. Right. And actually win like a a round, people Mm -hmm. are going to be like, this is fucking great because they've had a couple of rough years and last year they missed it by this and blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, wow, that's progress. If Toronto only wins a first round and goes out in the second round, that's not progress to me. That's only two extra games, four extra games. It has to be all the way for me. Has to be. And then I'm, then I'm going to be like, blow, blow it up, man. I'm serious. I'm tired of fucking watching Mitch little baby pants there and not do anything in the, in the, I'm just tired of it. I'm not seeing any fucking grit from this team that gives me any belief, at least from what I saw, that that they would do it, and I was so frustrated. That was a to tough watch. team. You got to get. Yeah, I actually tough, gave Chris. them respect they're for last tough. year. From from they're all tough. No, oh, I know they they're are. I know they are. But it's you know, I'm not that that black and white with it. You know what I mean? Like there's uh, at the fact. Yeah, that they, they, I'm with you, Chris. I'm tired of taking shit out here. There's a Leaf fan in Vancouver. <laughs> the, the, when I'm they lost <laughs> to Tampa Bay, and then uh, Tampa Florida, like right. Out of the rink, I I was yeah. just there. You go, man. Because during the regular season, man, Florida was a dominating team. I was scared you, every time the Leafs played them. When that when the Lightning uh, made it to the Stanley Cup final, um, Jared Bednar, the coach of the Colorado Avalanche, said that when we watched tape on how to play this team, we watched the Leafs series because they were the team that pushed the Lightning to the brink. And I'm with you, Chris. There's a difference between blowing a three-one lead to the Montreal Canadiens. And that was losing bad. in seven in a like back and forth hard fought series against the two time defending Stanley Cup champions, who have who have the best goalie in the world, in my opinion. 
I do, well, they do, just, and I uh, they do. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. I just, I just, that's where I'm at, guys. Yeah, that's just where I'm at with it. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. I'm over last year. Fine, mm-hmm. I'm over it. I, I'm with you, Rob. I'm with you, Chris. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Fine. Seven games against the Stanley Cup champion. Totally get it. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. But it can't be that now. It just can't be that. Uh, but it can't I do be that. There is something to be said for for getting the monkey off your back and and. If they break through that wall, if they get through that first round, everyone in that organization is just going to go. They're going to be so, <sighs> so high. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're, gonna, yes. they're doing mass amounts of cocaine. They're just going to be like, whoa! <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, exactly. And I think the buzz, though. Yes. Oh, my God. This place will go crazy. It'll be like we won the Stanley Cup. It'll be like they won the Stanley Cup. They and, need to and, sweep like, that first round. Oh, well, it depends oh, now, on how you're being really hard. No, it's a joke, but I'm saying <laughs> how, how great would that feel where they're like, okay, last year, yeah. Austin, Montreal, all blips. Watch this. Bam. Holy shit. There's the team. And then well, we go. You know, a lot of people, including myself, are picking them to win their division. Now, there's a caveat. The goaltending has to hold up its end of the bargain. But there is a lot of right. people, like I said, including myself, who are picking them to win the division. And if that's the case, mm-hmm. that means they'd be playing a wild card team in the first round. So they, they on paper, they'd be the favorite. So Mm -hmm. we'll have to wait and see how it all goes. Yeah. This, you know what? Like when I look at this, this is based on 800, 800 fan survey. This isn't obviously uh, critics and and coaches and all that shit. This is, yeah, this looks, this looks about, this looks about right to me. Um, I, this looks like the Leafs and the two Florida teams at the top of their division. You know, what's so great. You know, it's such a great thing for hockey in this country. Look at that Pacific division, the two Alberta teams on top. Like that's, that's, that's fantastic. That is cool. And I don't think I, I, it is, it is amazing. And I think Calgary is going to, it's going to be interesting to see how Edmonton does, uh, with Campbell now with that offense more, you know, it's not, they're not as defense good there in Edmonton either. And I know Toronto doesn't have a very good defensive team either, but they're Edmonton's yeah. well, Edmonton's tar- got, a, got a couple of Toronto's old guys in there, right? Yeah. They've but got, they've got, uh, it's very interesting to, to sort of see this sort of prediction. Um, and I don't, you're right. I don't think it's wrong. A, a sleeper picks though, for everybody, as far as let's remove Toronto from the equation, unless we think they're going to win the Stanley cup. Um, mm. Colorado to repeat, yes, no, or do we have any oh, sleepers yeah. in here? What do we think? What do we think to to win oh, yeah. to win the whole thing? Colorado put the X beside their name, like they're mm-hmm. they're they're winning that division. Carolina is the team I like in the Metropolitan. I also like the New York Rangers. Um, Rangers team as well, has, oh, man. I think tough yeah, team. Yeah, one of the best goalies in the world there. Yeah, and Shesterkin, and yeah, on, honestly, this this looks about right to me. Like if you if I just sit down and really think about listing the teams from from best to worst in each division this is probably how i'd have it it's gonna be it's very funny the teams one. that used to scare the teams that used to scare me don't scare me anymore <laughs> now like i'm looking at boston yep. who we were all like oh cripes and then at, um washington and i'm like well, okay well they're you know, yeah. now they're getting a little old they're not as tough as they used to be they're gold and then st louis man and st louis used to scare me they were so friggin' tough. they don't scare me anymore yeah. and Vegas doesn't really scare me anymore. Mm, yeah. It's funny because la- last year, last year, I think when we were on this, Chris, we were talking about predictions for the final. Um, mm-hmm. Now it's interesting. They're talking about the Florida Panthers actually 
potentially being one of the most disappointing seasons, uh, even though they came out of a great season last year, that they may be in some trouble, which I thought interesting. Washington, people are thinking Washington is going to take a step back this year, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the Islanders mm-hmm. way higher last year and this year, and I don't know what's going on with them. But um, it's very, very interesting. I think everyone else is relatively the same. As far as your goaltending uh, question goes, Rob, I uh, I had Samsonov in my pool last year, and all I can mm-hmm. tell you is he got me a shit ton of points. Listen, I we've talked a lot about goaltending on our podcast since, since we came back when training camp opened. And I, I really think, you know, when they went out and got these two guys, Matt Murray specifically uh, in the summer, a lot of people were upset and were like, Matt Murray, really? And he's looked really great this, this preseason. And one of the things we've talked the most about is, you know, how important is preseason hockey? And I think for, for your Austin Matthews, it doesn't matter at all. But for for a guy like Matt Murray coming in here, he had a, he had a couple rough seasons in Ottawa where he where he dealt with injuries and it, and he wasn't very good. Like let's call a spade a spade. For him to come in here and play well, if he went out in one of these preseason games and he got shelled for four or five goals, the media narrative and the fan narrative the next day would be, oh, Kyle Dubas brought in his guy, Matt Murray, and he stinks. Look at this. There they go. Mm -hmm. They're starting the season with this guy. And the thing that I always say about Matt Murray is, if you two guys didn't know anything, Mm -hmm. and I put Matt Matt Murray and Jack Campbell's resumes in front of you, which one would you choose? You choose the guy with the two Stanley Cup rings. That's what you'd choose. And The guy guy who outdueled Andre Fleury. Yes, we 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 all loved Jack Campbell. Like we all loved him. Everybody loved Jack. But I'm sorry, the contract that Edmonton gave him is just not something that I thought the Leafs were prepared to do, which is no. which turned out being true. And is starting the season with Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov really all that different than starting the season with Jack Campbell and Peter Morazic? I don't think it is. It's better. I think it's, it's better. better I could just tell you Mrazic. I could tell you from just watching Sam I just tell yeah. from from having Samson off all last year in my pool as one of my I had a main goalie and then I had him as my backup, but he split yep. duties. He split duties in Washington and he got me a shit ton of points. He was solid. Nice. He never got blown out. He had a bunch of um yeah. his uh, he had a bunch of uh, shutouts. He was the the most solid one of the most solid players I had on my roster all year. Yeah. So and one of go. the things that any uh, any hockey uh, talking head has said about Matt Murray is if if you look at his career, he does better when he's competing with someone and someone's pushing him. Chris, you just made the point about mm, Mark Andre Fleury in Pittsburgh, yeah. like. So, so if you bring it in Samsonov and they're they're sort of like one a one and one a, like it's mm-hmm. that should get. I, I thought Matt Murray looked. I did not realize how big he is. He's oh, huge. right. Like, I know. Doesn't, oh, oh, six yeah. six, isn't he? Or six yeah. three? He's and huge. he's got the big equipment. Like he's a big man. Like I think uh, we kind of got used to like the slenderness of Jack, right? And it's like he he made his first start a couple weeks ago, and I was like, Jesus, this guy's huge. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with do with you know you don't need to play 70 games. They can do you know 45, you know they can be 40 each. They can do a 70 30 or, or like a whatever it's going to be the, the, the split. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be that much. All right, last question then, guys. We did this last year. I had one of the teams from the final in Stanley Cup final prediction team. I'll start because I already dropped it out. Colorado, Toronto, with a. 
I'd love to say a Toronto win on a game seven OT from Austin, but I would think the, the, the win that Colorado has, they want to defend it at least for this year. I'm going to go Colorado, Toronto with a Colorado game seven win. Go. Do you want to go first, Chris? Oh, you want me to? Yeah, I need to. Take okay, I, okay, I'm gonna say like, oh man, I so I would love to see, you know, Toronto versus uh, the, the Leafs Flames. So, like, I would. That's what I would love to see. Yeah. Or the Leafs Oilers, just two Canadian teams, and I just yeah. think that'd be. Great. I love it. I think that'd I be fantastic. It. Who do I really think it's gonna be? I don't think it's gonna be the Leafs. Um, I almost. I think it's going to be a repeat. You know what I mean? Oh, man. I, I'm just going right now, so I'm just going to say it's a repeat. Yeah, you know what? Head just keeps going to Tampa Bay versus Colorado again. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I Tampa for- Bay is going to be a team that's going to – Co- like you're going to look at them in the regular season and you're going to go, Oh, they've, they, you know, they've taken a step back. It's finally caught up to them. And then the playoffs are going to start, man. And they got number 88 in the net. And that's, mm. that's, uh, I have such a hard time. Provided they can, like provided they can get through the injuries, but uh, any yes. injuries or anything like that, you know, the Rangers, yeah. I would like to see how the Rangers look in the, in the regular season as well. They were, on their way to becoming a great team, and man, they got that goalie. Uh, Igor, what's his name? Uh, Igor Shosturkin. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that yeah. guy's gold, man. And they they have a good team going on. Who's coaching them right now? Gerard Gallant, uh, isn't it? Gallant. Yep. Okay, he's yeah. doing a great job. The guy that was yeah, kicked oh, off the bus in Florida. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 The guy got the yeah. The guy, yeah. <laughs> We're going to stop for gas. If you could just go there for a minute. <laughs> go, Charlie, go. Go, 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 then, go, yeah, go. Yeah. So, yeah. Now he's showing him. Uh, I'd be interested anyways, to got, see. Rob? Rangers are my, like, my, 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 like, black sheep kind of like, wow. Kind of like, I'm interested to see how the Rangers are going to do. Because I, I got a feeling that uh, if their goalie stays healthy for the play, they could do a deep run. They might I'm going to go all in, Chris. I'm, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to go Avalanche and Rangers, I think. You really? Know, the, nice. The okay. Rangers, yeah. Rangers, uh, the the uh, Lightning played them in the East final last year, and it was the battle of the two best goalies in the East. And I think this year, Sturkin edges out, yeah, edges out Vasilevsky. And I think that I'm going to go. I think the New York Rangers are a team that I think is really. By the time we get to like November, December, we're going to be having conversations mm-hmm. about are the New York Rangers the best team in the Eastern Conference? That's what I think. I agree. There you have it from Rob Furnish from Talking Buds. Leafs cast, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, sir. The Leafs, Leafs cast, and and then uh, you've got a pop culture one, which we're going to get into now. And now let's okay. one more second. Uh, mine was Colorado, Toronto, based on my wishes for Toronto, right? I know. <laughs> to, Listen, be, to, I to, to be to be in there, to be in there, because I just I can't do it. I can't do another yeah. even. It's uh, I can't. I mean, and my point I wanted to make earlier, Rob, was how much time do these guys have left as a group? That's my that's my thing. It's um, harder to patch third line guys and fourth line guys in, and and yeah, I, I, I just how I, many how much time does this core ha- group have left? Well, to me, the the clock seems to be ticking on the general manager more than, and, and quite honestly, Brendan Shanahan. Like everyone focuses on on Kyle Dubas, but it's like. Kyle Dubas is Brendan Shanahan's guy, and I find mm-hmm. it hard to believe that Kyle Dubas does anything without Brendan yeah, Shanahan. Shanahan's yeah. knowledge and say so. So I think if 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 
the clock is ticking on on the front office more than it's ticking ticking on the core. That's what I think. Funny if that front office goes though, then what does the new office do? And what are they faced with? And they still have cap problems. And 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 yep. I don't mean that these guys can't play. What I'm saying is time is ticking on all of them being able to stay together, which means we're losing this magic that is in front of us right now and we're going to lose it sooner than later which is why i want them in the final to see what they got because to your point chris getting past that first round we may see this fucking insanity and they just we are through everybody after that do i say the buzz they are get from that is going to be the best buzz and they're going to want more they're like wow through one round can you imagine winning the cup they're going to be yeah 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 yeah." they're going to go for it man Getting the monkey off their back. Like, like they play in that first yeah. round and they're like, oh, God, like if we lose again, oh, my God, oh, my God. And and you know what? Like if they do it, they can just sit back and go, oh, we did it. Like it's over. Like we can we can focus on what's next. We don't have to think about this again. Like it's I think there's we a have lot to, to be said. About Toronto's that. quickly becoming like the New York Mets, like the whole thing with the Jays going down and no one like the whole thing is like something needs to happen. You know what I mean? Something needs to happen. So, uh, okay, moving on. Uh, that was the sports portion. We got a couple more minutes and uh, we'll go here. Uh, as we know, a couple weeks ago, Chris did a, a review on Thor. And um, and he wasn't uh, feeling it. And I was also not really feeling it. I thought it was a bit um, campy and I just didn't, I wasn't Especially it. being uh, a musician, the Guns and Roses, was just like as soon as those, you get <laughs> like just negative. Like the, every time a song came, moment where you wanted to hear like bubble, like song, and it was the worst song ever. I just and then I didn't. We're rock guys. We're rock guys. Just let. Well, that's what I'm so saying. I, is like so you know, to, and and that song. If I, sweet child of mine in just a normal day circumstance, I'm gonna leave the. I don't. I don't want to hear that that song ever again for the rest of my life. To be honest with you, Thor and an impactful scene comes up, and sweet. Do you see what I'm saying? And now. Yeah. Now this big war scene kicks in, and I'm like, "Here we go, Zeppelin, God of Thunder, something." Paradise. Oh, you're killing me. Well, dude, like that's that's like choices that me kill it. All right. Now you got this love affair between a hammer and an axe. That's ridiculous. I don't mind that at all. Having Natalie Portman in the film was ridiculous. Said goodbye to her. Why? she back in the movie we don't need her in the movie there's so many more characters from from gore the god butcher oh my gosh that we could have brought in there was no tie of gore the god butcher to the symbiotes to venom to anything like that again redonkulous they made a joke of him which i guess played with the movie he was the joker of the movie okay um christian bale did an amazing job by the way i loved the part of him meeting the gods and being disdain with them i thought was pretty cool. I love the jokiness with the Guardians of the Galaxy because it works. Guardians of the Galaxy. Thor is not, uh, you know, when you're fighting Gore the God Butcher, you can't, to me, as a comic book fan, after reading the God of Thunder Gore the God Butcher series, you can't take that. You just that angle successfully with it. This, this to me, this did not work from the get go. Wrong produce, wrong guy, Titi Watiki, wrong. You got the games, the Grandmaster in the last he did. And again, Jeff, the the comedy works perfect, amazingly, amazingly. Gore the villain. You have to reflect the villain. You got like Batman's the Batman, and a lot of people do is his rogues gallery. You have 
have to do the villain correctly. Now you got a great villain. The villain is supposed to open up the door for Venom. Where, where was that? An incredible where, actor playing him. Incredible actor. He did, playing dude. He did yes. such a good job, and Thor kind of mm-hmm. pissing yep. all over everything. And I didn't okay. did not like Natalie Portman in there. I did not think Natalie Portman needed to be in there at all. At all, mm-hmm. a funny joke. I saw this interview with Natalie Portman. She's like. Yeah, uh, Tatu Akiki was talking about um, doing the Star Wars movie, and he asked me if I wanted to be in it. She's like, uh, dude, I've already been in Star Wars movies. He's like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Da-ba-da-ba-da. Like, no, scared about <laughs> And, and I, trust me, I, I really like him. Picture him doing that, though. Yeah, yes. You love the yes. guy. I he's going to be Princess Leia. <laughs> yes. I love the guy. I think he's brilliant, but he you don't do a Marvel movie role like that. Especially if there's so yeah, just pick. If you if you had had Hercules come in and play more off of that whole god thing, I might have mm. bought into it. But Gore the God Butcher and Thor's running around peeing jokes, fart jokes all over everything. You lost me. So there were so many times that I actually was just like looking around the room, man. Okay, so, yeah. so there we go, yeah. Rob. Sorry. So I go, buddy. Go. I, I I'm not gonna so, hack on you. Go ahead, man. So I think we don't have. We don't have enough time. This would require us to do like a full hour long podcast and, and I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll get to Thor in a minute, but I think there's a bigger conversation to be had here about the current state of the MCU. I have not loved a lot of stuff from the MCU since Avengers Endgame, And they've gone down this direction with their Marvel, with their Disney plus shows. And it's just, comedy and silliness dialed up to 11 and Mm -hmm. i look at a film like black panther wakanda forever and i'm really looking forward to that because that to me from what i've seen from the trailers looks like a return to the mcu that we all loved before they've gotten off on this silly 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 um like side road that they've gone down and i think it's a huge problem going on with the mcu right now like it's not all terrible like there's some stuff that works but for the most part it it, it hasn't been great since avengers well, when they, yeah, i just opinion. want to interject one thing when they take somebody like thor who isn't like if you read the god of thunder about that story that they projected on the film yeah they that's not the same thor um now when, no. when we, if you read a she-hulk comic book if you read a She-Hulk mm-hmm. comic book, she's before Deadpool. Into all her covers were like, "Buy my I'm gonna come and rip up all your X-Men cover." It was supposed to be that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one thing I did. And the other thing I, I did, like the thing about She-Hulk that I'm, I'm enjoying, I like this kind of stuff in a TV show. When you yes. overdo it in a movie, I find it's really yes. hard to keep. She-Hulk is also sh- showing the third-tier villains, <laughs> and yeah. I, I don't know, like. Over beers, but I am the third tier villain. I'm the kind of guy that once you start drinking, <laughs> man, what if they took this villain yeah, and they did yeah. this with him? Like, I just love yeah. that. So when I saw Leap in, in the last Shield, I was like over the yeah. moon, like Leapfrog, <laughs> Leapfrog. So I, I get, and I totally get why people don't like Shield. I totally get it. Um, my wife loves it. Of her favorites, right? Um, and she's like, when you've got bitch. her twerking with Nicki Minaj, is where you kind of lose. Terrible. Her. Hidden yes. scene, now terrible. Hidden scene, yes. but you know how many? You know how many? You know how many? Look at her go with me. No, it's so cute. Like, they were yeah. digging it, right? I know, I know. Now you were mentioning about how the Marvel universe is like not—it's not hits all that they're trying to please every brother. 
And this is what happens. Yeah. It's like it's mm-hmm. like the newest star, the last Star Wars movies. Okay, we we the base core now. Let's just please everybody. Well, we got to yeah. change this. We please, and I think that's what what not to cut you off with all this, but I think that's what's maybe happening here. But go yeah. ahead, buddy. Go ahead. So to touch on 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 Love and Thunder, I, yeah. I didn't love yeah. it at all either. You know, th- there was the story that after they did uh, Thor: The Dark World, the second one, that that Chris Hemsworth was very um, he was not happy with the direction of the character and the role, and he he wasn't like he wasn't enjoying playing the character anymore. And when he met with Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel, they came up with this idea this idea to make Thor a little more humorous, which you, which I thought they hit perfectly on in Thor Ragnarok. Like, like um, mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned earlier with Jeff Goldblum. And then he was kind of the silly um, dad bod Thor in Avengers Endgame, which also worked in the context of that movie. The problem with love and thunder mm-hmm. is they took all the things about Ragnarok that were great, mm-hmm. dialed them up to mm-hmm. 11. And it was just <laughs> incessant nonstop humor for two hours and it's even when my mom is leaving the theater and going that was a bit silly you've gone too far <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah like like my mom is you know where who- you know where it worked for a second let me let me interject for one second you know where it, you know what was yeah. funny and uh was the uh was the fat thor as a joke once yes yes the fat thor was like that's funny and yes. then that's it leave it yes and, and the other that's what I felt this whole movie was. And yes. I, the whole movie yeah. was okay. Well, Tiki did and, a great one. Let's just keep that one joke going. Yeah, yeah. and I and I jumped and where I, I I said to Chris and I'll jump back out because the, the Marvel people should be in on this. Uh, but one of the things that I hated and, and you touched on it, um, Rob was the okay. The dialogue for me is like people don't speak like this. Like yes. they don't. Yes. They don't. Yep. They don't yep. do the the little thing and like Modern Family started that. Like I'm just saying, yeah. people don't speak this way, and so yep. they're starting to write these movies in this kind of like lingo. It's and it's completely mu- music out of hand. is music is going yep. like this as well, right? Like uh, all the Machine Gun Kelly hits have this thing, and all the new country songs have the thing. Um, the new like almost every new song has this exact same hook in it. Mm-hmm. Weezer just did it, but they study it. Imagine but like, Dragons, it, same drum beat. Exactly every song they write. What I'm, what I'm saying, exactly, I'm saying it's 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 exactly what's happening, and and then now it's moving into this movie universe. Yep. It's now well, moving into this movie universe. Now Weezer gets a pass because he studies music, and he's just like, watch me write a hit. Watch yeah. me write a hit because I know that if I do this, this, and this, it'll be on the radio for the next 25 years. Rivers, as we've discussed before, genius. Yeah. Here's the thing. But when it comes to the dialogue and all this stuff, when it comes to Thor, I was like, I was so annoyed at the conversations between people. I'm like, people don't speak like this. hundred percent. And that's and, why uh, I brought up Wakanda forever. Because yeah, the, be Wakanda Forever, it's like, yes, this is serious. There's stakes. You have the emo- the real-life emotion of Chadwick Boseman passing yeah. away and, and how that's going to affect all the characters of Wakanda. And then Namor's in it. And it's going to be like uh, like a war between Wakanda and the Atlanteans. And like, there's going to be- Did you see like, what they did? Yeah. No. It's not Atlantis. Did you see what they did? They're going the Mexican route. No. They're doing, uh, oh, yeah, it's Aztec instead. They're not using Atlantis. Oh, cool. I'm going to discuss this with you. Shit, for some reason- yeah from atlantis to like uh mexican descent like the uh the 
tech things from way back, Sumerians and all that stuff. They're, they're taking yeah. that route instead, and they're not calling it Atlantis at all. So, so he like not uh, they were gonna, you know how um, Namor originally kind of looked Asian. Yep, he's gonna have darker complexion, like Atlantis uh, complexion from back in the day, kind of thing. So okay, so but still, so it's gonna be like the though like his people battling with the people of Wakanda, and it's just oh yes, yeah, like, sorry, it's gonna be amazing. That's your change. Oh, Atlantis is yeah gone, but but it looks like it's gonna be really cool. Yeah, and that and and that's why I'm so excited for it. Is it's not gonna be silly. It's gonna no. be like this is gonna be so like man like get ready uh, bring some tissue with you for for the scenes of like talking about Chadwick Boseman and, and stuff like that and 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 it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing and then everybody's like who's the next Black Panther is it Shuri is it like who is it right like and, and like that's exciting and and you look at like the, the goofiness in, in Love and Thunder and it's it's just like after if if you spend the entire movie bashing people over the head with humor it stops working if you sprinkle mm. in the little quips and jokes throughout it's a nice sort of relief during a serious film but or if the characters call think, for it right like if yes, the, like i just think taika guardians Waititi, yes perfect i just think taika watiti and um marvel just took what worked about Ragnarok and we're like, we're going to turn the volume on this all the yeah. way up. And it just didn't work. And I'm with you on guns and roses. Although I love GNR, but I'm with you on, on like the classic GNR stuff. It's like, yeah, for me, it's dude, paradise city. I, I could, yeah. I could go 10 more lifetimes without hearing paradise city. But that's we'll, all that's, we'll that's, that's the, that's the yeah. whole thing. Like, look at what uh, master puppets from, from stranger things. Look what happened to them. Yeah. They took a, 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 like, not that that's an obscure Metallica song, but they did take a song that doesn't get played on the radio every day. Yeah. Really. And said, yeah. watch Kate this. Bush was, man, it, that Kate Bush, Bush song, yeah. running up oh, that hill, then there was, up that building. I listen to that all the time. There when, was, but when I saw that scene, um, what is her name? Not Sam. What's her name? Uh, Max. When Max is running in slow-mo and they're playing that song, I'm just like, that in like that that yeah that was fucking Brit now and they have some humor yep. in Stranger Things too and they balance out that amazing right but that yeah scene man with that song that's what I'm talking and that 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 Kate Bush song was just pulled out of nowhere like that, yep. that that's like well done right that's all oh, the people you know, who, grabbing who the curate. three biggest guns in all time like yeah. what guns are, we'll just take the three four biggest ones they've got that everybody's heard that's i just don't understand that. that like they should have dropped the deftones in there the deftones yes. would have been anything like, you know, shove anything it, shove it. but just uh, people have been like whoa shit because then we would be like well at least they played the deftones yeah <laughs> it's like or it's yeah. like yeah remember thor's gearing up to fight uh-huh. on the last one and they came into the yeah. immigrant song by led zeppelin and that was just like Perfect, man. You know, these things, yeah, yeah. you know what's happened though? You're like, going to see this more though. You're going to see this more, Chris, because all the bands have sold their publishing. There's a, big, yeah, I know there's, they a, have. there's a guy that there's, there's somebody that has bought is buying everything and then reselling it. So this stuff you might not have heard. I'm not saying guns did that. I haven't actually checked to see if they did. What I'm saying is, is that a lot of the stuff that you would be like, why is that in there? Well, it's just because they sold their catalog and then, yeah. and, and, and now somebody else MGM, just sold a bunch of theirs too. Yeah. MGM's oh, man, going, somebody, shit, we yeah. can have that song now. But you somebody know? else just it's sold crazy, a, yeah. so. a bunch of theirs. We're going to start hearing them. I can't remember who it is. Man. But yeah, I, I think, you know, we've talked about this on my other podcast, talking pop from time to time. And I think that, you know, Marvel also another thing that has affected Marvel is, is the streaming service and the need for, 
constantly pushing out content, right? Like we need mm-hmm. more stuff right. to put on the streaming service. And and what's happened yeah. is it's they've watered it, they've watered it down. And it's not, it just doesn't feel the same as it did during the Infinity Saga. It's just not, it's not the same. No, no there's Remember another, I'm not getting the first Iron Man anymore. Like I, I'm yep. Chris? not get, they're not bringing the connection to the characters through anymore. I saw a great still um, from the movie. And it's uh, it's Namor, pulls his big scepter in one hand, holding up a female uh, a Black Panther, just like disgusted with her, dude. And yeah. she's like, "Oh my, what the hell, man!" Like, and he's yeah. just lo- and but the, this is Namor, man. Like, you know, oh, oh, yeah. look, man. get ready for. Um, like I said, bring your tissues to that. Bring your tissues to that. It's be so. Yeah good because you're actually going to have not just fans but like countries basically fighting each other and a civilization yep. that was brought down by the rest of the world that has such an like, cultures that have chips on their shoulders that all of a yep. sudden are like hey wait a minute this is my area no 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 yeah well wait to see what i have no way to see what i have <laughs> Imperious X. you know what i mean like it's gonna be thick yeah and just just some of the lines that they've thrown in the trailer like like you've got uh, Angela Bassett's character, uh, mm. Ramonda, and she's like, we know what you think of us. We've lost the protector. And then we see the new, like, female Black Panther drop down, and then you're just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, it's, it looks like that's the stuff that Marvel's missing now. Like, that's the stuff that, that they're not hitting on. That's yeah. why I'm so excited for that movie. It's like, finally, like, let's go. Yeah. And Have here's you seen one the more that Chris was excited about. Horror trailer? Well, I'm just dropping that on you right now, Chris. Check it out. Oh, yeah. Yo, that is no, amazing. Look, look at the headline though. Oh, they de- it, this isn't it's not just this. They they delayed like four or five of them. Like the the big story last week was what happened with Blade. Like like a few weeks before they're supposed to start filming Blade, the director drops out and now they're rewriting the whole script. <laughs> oh. And it's like yeah, so that's that's delayed like indefinitely and you got you've got like mm. there is no more perfect casting than Mahershala Ali playing Blade, and now you're gonna have to sit and wait, oh, wait for that. And there's all other kinds of things mm. happening with Marvel now too that I'm so interested to see. Like the announcement last week that Hugh Jackman's gonna be in Deadpool three, and like oh, everyone's yeah. excited about <sighs> that. But like, how are they gonna do? Chris, Chris can explain it. Chris is gonna explain it. Chris, explain it. How? Oh how well, Wolverine. The movie Logan was in. If you watch again, it was in uh, 2029. So everything's for that. Right. But how, how do you do like, cause the first two dead uh, pool movies are Ryan Reynolds at his absolute peak. Like, so how do you do yeah. relentless dick jokes in a Marvel movie like yeah. they did in Deadpool one and two? Like, so that's what I'm fascinated to see. Like I'm almost thinking, and it's the same sort of thing now that they're bringing in the Netflix series and like the Punisher like so, like I would, I would love it if they did some sort of, and I was hoping Moon Knight was going to go in this direction, and it it didn't. I'd love to see them do some sort of Marvel Knights or Midnight Suns, yeah. where it's like R rated. I think it's coming. Type dude. stuff, yeah. Because yeah. like, how do you bring in um, um, John Bernthal as Frank Castle when that show on Netflix was so violent? And like, yeah. how do you bring him in and just water it down like that? It's like, you, like come on. You can- they're gonna have to have like that whole sons. Like I remember when when Marvel was really starting. Like, okay, we got to separate these titles a bit, right? So we'll get the Midnight yeah. Suns going. We'll just kind of let the violence go. Marvel's gonna have to. He's gonna have to come to that, especially because you, 
Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman are not going to walk away quietly or walk quietly into this movie. They're going to be going, oh, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing this. And I'm sure they've already thanked Kevin Feige. I'm sure they're just like, hey, man, here you go. Go, 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 go. Yep. Do it up. And I, I, I definitely think that it's going to be one of those, you know, you're going to have the funny, great guy kind of thing. Because Wolverine, like they do in the comic books, how Wolverine's just like, you know, he gets in here like chop his arm off or something you know like on a whim <laughs> yeah. or whatever and i think they really play that i'm again me i'm always like okay we got deadpool we got wolverine that's great who's our vi-? um but speaking of mm. x folks and villains did you see um the sinister the sinister show coming up no oh yeah mr sinister's got a tv show coming up and it's gonna lead in all this cool x Man stuff. So he may be the villain. I don't know. It would um my concern my, my my concern. I see. I love Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman because they love those. They I think they've actually bought physically in, mm. into those characters. Whatever they're going to do is going to be mint, and they're going to do whatever it takes to do it. Who's the villain? Who's the villain? I need yeah, to know. That is that is super. See stuff like that is exciting. Natalie Portman. Just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just spent the whole time be- saying like, oh, uh, you know, Marvel is is not hitting for me as it did once. But, you know, when you start talking about all these kinds of things, like, yeah, it is. There, there's definitely things to be excited about. It's just like, let's just be a little more tactful with the silliness going forward. I agree. I'm with you, man. I can't I can't stand that shit. Right. Like, I can't stand writing like that where you, they're forcing you to be like, oh, that's smart. No, it's not. It wasn't, yep. there's nothing smart about it. It's like, it's yeah. just, it's overwriting to get all the writers in. Yes. It's just crazy. So that uh, being yeah, said, how do you guys th- feel about Taki Watiti's take on Star Wars coming up? Because at first I was kind of like, this will be well, great. Honestly, I'm thinking. I think it's, prote- I, I, I think it's going to be more protected than you think, Chris. I think that Favreau uh, and those guys are going to, uh, I think that team. Think it's not going to happen. I, like they're not actually yeah. going to film it. I think they'll bail on it. I don't. Like they'll have it happen. Yeah, maybe. No. I mean, he's really got to come to the table with something because with the work that but, Favreau's doing and and uh, and uh, what's his yeah. nuts, it, it's like it's it got to be as good as that. Yeah, Chris, I I I don't know what to think about Star Wars anymore, man. Like I, I, I I've I'll say I've watched I've only watched one episode of Andor and I really really liked it. And I've been someone who's cool. been clamoring to just we don't need the Skywalkers in everything. Not everything needs to have the word Skywalker mentioned multiple times. And so that's something about Andor. Again, I've only watched one episode, but that's something that I've I've that I enjoyed about that. It just seems kind of like a different vibe, like a street level type Star Wars vibe. And I hope they go more in that direction. Um I liked Obi-Wan Kenobi. I I didn't love it. Um I thought all the Vader stuff was kick ass, but like it's it just it wasn't I, I didn't love it. I don't know. Like I, the Mandalorian is great, but outside of that, it's just, you, you mentioned the movies earlier. I completely agree with you. Like, I, I just, I don't know for me. Like when I look at star Wars, it's like, just make a show about the Sith. Just make a prequel show. Thank you. Go back yes. Plagueis. Yes. Go back to Plagueis. Go back to Bane. Let's do an origin show about Palpatine becoming Mm-hmm. Sidious, and Dude, we see all these like exactly. OG Sith lords. Yes, yes. Why? Like Me, why? Yep. Yes. Why? Like all these guys sitting around a boardroom in Disney making millions of dollars can't come up with the idea of making a 
like a Sith origin TV Dude, show. What's that? What's that? I Sith do think planet? it's going to happen. What's that though? Sith planet though? Uh, Cobalt or no? What's the Sith planet? I think it's. I want to say. I want to say it is. It's. Like it's. Oh, they have the like, Sith. The Sith planet. I think. I think you can. Cor- you're going to see that. Corbon. Yeah. That. Yeah. Corbon. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So a Corban, Corban. So Corban. I, this is what I was. What should they have done instead of the new of the new movie? And I said you start the movie with that planet, and then you got this this, this huge ship, and then this mm-hmm. little ship jets out, and it's the start mm-hmm. of the new Sith. The start yes. of the new Sith could have been yes. any character. Didn't have to be. It didn't have. It could have been any dude. But this is the beginning of the Sith. You have to get the evil in there. Star Wars is the light and the dark. When you when you bring in the dark from like thirty decades ago, man, him anymore? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, and also if like we've heard so many stories, like if whether you've read the books or comics or watched the animated shows or whatever about the origins of the Sith, and like even if you go back to. Attack of the Clones, where Palpatine's talking about Plagueis the Wise. It's like, let's yes. see a show about Plagueis. Let's see a I show about I think you're going to see it. We, we touched on this on, at the end of the Kenobi thing Boom. and with, yes. with the Vader yeah. with the Vader thing. I think we said something along the lines of that whole thing of, um, of Hayden Christensen kind of like uh, being thrown onto a planet and – and uh, oh, yeah, being basically cha- punished challenged by the emperor, basically pu- punished by the emperor, him. you know, and, and, and that's how you start like the whole series is, is him basically being banished. I, I think it's coming, honestly, personally, I think it's going to come because there's just too many people on that side, smart. And Kathleen's kind of out, she's sort of executive, but it's still, but there's, there's a uh, Favreau and, and Ferlini and all those guys. There's just enough smart people. I think over there that probably have a massive board going the soup, all the nerd, all the nerd, all of us, they're all asking us for like a fucking Sith show. So we've got to do it. How do we do it? Who's our Sith master? This guy, this guy knows everything. We're calling Christmas Shetty and so Rob and they're going to write it. You know, yeah, there's enough. I people could, in that's that a funny, I could write that. Yeah. I could totally like, <laughs> I got the beginning scheme of it and everything. Oh, I mean, they have Kevin Smith on speed dial as well. You know what I mean? To be able to be like, Kevin, what should we do? And I'm sure Kevin's going, you need a goddamn Sith series or something. Yeah, something I, you know what I mean? It so just boggles the mind, especially in the day and age, like I touched on earlier with Marvel about how they're like, it's very clear that like Disney is all over them to like populate the streaming service. It's like, mm. make that show for Star Wars. Like, let's, yeah. let's go. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like, yeah. Rob, thanks for coming by, buddy. You're gonna come by again, I hope. Yeah, buddy. Absolutely. That's the talking Great buds pod. Talking buds least cast yeah. now. There's a new logo least cast semi, so I can yep, promote right. it. At least cast. And you're also doing a pop cast. So I don't know mm-hmm. if you're gonna be on Blundell's network with that, or you're just gonna have it part of the Talking Buds podcast. Are you gonna change the name and then have a series of shows? What's the plan there? Yeah, we're, we're, I'm sort of making a Talking Buds network here, and like we like in conjunction, uh, we'll, we'll with Dean as well, and uh, have sort of add those to the network too. And yeah, we're just we're, it's it's the start of something. The Talking Buds uh, Leaf Show is is the mothership. And yeah. we're we're having a bunch of little little lifeboats, little life rafts leave the mothership, and we're gonna create nice. a fleet. Yeah, that's, that's great. great, buddy. Best of luck to you, my friend. You- Thank you. Thank Hopefully you. Hopefully you'll uh, you'll uh, come back and uh, say hello, my friend, and uh, all the best Absolutely. with the show. 
And uh, we'll hold you to these predictions and we'll come back in uh, in a little bit and do it. But uh, let's try this again in a month and uh, see what's going on. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Rob. Talk soon, buddy. It's always good. It's good to see Bye. He's got that tidy edge shirt that I had on last week, which is pretty rad. So Gotta like that. Absolutely. Uh, We covered a lot of ground here, friends. We covered a lot of ground. Um, That's Kids on the Escalator podcast for another week. I am on a plane in a couple of days to a place uh, down south. So uh, we may be on next week or we may have a pre-record. I'm not sure what what we're going to do just yet, but there will be something from us. Maybe it'll be you two talking. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll get you and uh, Rob on, and you guys can host a show about Marvel and all the shit. That sure, needs we'll to be figure fixed. something out, That's- my friends. Yeah, hi mom, hi dad. My dad As- would like that one, that leaf one we did there. I bet he liked that. Gracious, Gary, absolutely. Um, I hope everyone's great. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of our Canadian friends and uh, kidsontheescalator.com for all the things. DeanBlundell.com for all the other things. Shetty Comics. Dots. Yay! Right there, Machete Comics. Good times. Rad dude who hasn't had dinner yet. Enjoy your night, everybody. You haven't had dinner. Well, you better. I need dinner. Go have. Bye, guys. Cheers. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.